wondered how taboo, shame, and lack of good sexual education have stripped away elements of pleasure in childbirth and parenting that are essential to loving, intimate relationships? Join me for another episode of Orgasmic Birth Podcast, Pleasure in Pregnancy, Birth, and Parenting, as we break down and heal barriers and open the door to more love and intimacy in birth and life. considered how acupuncture can support you in pregnancy, labor, birth, and postpartum? As I've traveled the world, I've learned so much about how limited our options are for care, often in the United States, where we overuse medical procedures and underuse other safe and effective modalities like acupuncture and many more. Some of you know that I teach every year in Bali our Eat, Pray, Doula retreats with my dear friend, midwife Robin Lim, and they have a full-service acupuncture clinic at our birth center, Bumi Sehat, and they used it in labor in so many ways. So I'm really honored that my guest today, Sharon McDermott, is joining us to discuss how you can unleash your inner goddess to experience an empowering pregnancy, labor, and birth, and all about acupuncture. Hi, I'm Deborah Pascali Bonaro, founder and director of Orgasmic Birth and host of the Orgasmic Birth podcast. Sharon received a Master's of Science in Traditional Oriental Medicine from Pacific College of Health and Sciences, magna cum laude. She received her bachelor's degree from Hunter College Sharon is board certified in acupuncture and Chinese herbology and licensed in the state of New York. Sharon's practice, Healing Healthy, focuses on women's health, fertility, stress and pain reduction. And Sharon is also a certified birth doula and recent author of Unleash Your Inner Goddess, How to Experience an Empowering Pregnancy, Labor and Birth. Sharon has been in private practice for 19 years, and she's worked for eight years in the New York Spine Institute in Westbury, affiliated with the Hospital for Joint Disease at NYU. In addition, she's worked for numerous other clinics and with the Pacific College of Acupuncture Clinic in New York City. Sharon enjoys speaking to the public about the benefits of Chinese medicine and teaches continuing education courses at Nassau Community College on Long Island. So I have to say, Sharon, your bio goes on and on. You've done so much, and it's truly such a pleasure and honor to welcome you today. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me, Deborah. I appreciate it. I do lots of things. <laughs> You yeah. do a wealth of wisdom and experience. And I'm excited for you to share. I know that a lot of times when I tell people that acupuncture just in life, there are a lot of people that don't know much about it. But then when we think about acupuncture to help in pregnancy, it's another area that people are like, what? Can you mm -hmm. talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So we use it to help the energy flow of the body and it helps women while they're pregnant just to help the uterus, of course, stay intact with the baby. It helps pull up energy so they feel like they're not as fatigued. It can help with things like heartburn, which is what a lot of women get during pregnancy, pain management for when there's issues with the hips or any other round ligament pain, other types of pain that they may be experiencing nausea. That's a big one. 
many women do unfortunately have that. And so we can help mitigate all those things. So along with, I don't really do herbs too much during pregnancy, but I do definitely do a lot of herbal remedies for when women are trying to get pregnant, if they're having issues. But it's a really great thing. And then the other end, it's for induction. If the um, woman is going over her due date and she needs a little push, a little help, um, we sort of get the body ready. And then when I get the okay from the OB or the midwife, then I can go ahead and start doing some points that actually move the energy, what we would say downward, kind of moving things along a little bit more aggressively. And usually within about two treatments, if they're past their due date, that's when it works best, they will start their own labor with the help of the acupuncture. So they don't need the medical induction where they have to go to the hospital and get the Pitocin and other types of things to help them. It usually will happen on its its own. So yeah, it's and amazing how it can work like that. Amazing and so important. Like I really hope everybody is listening because our induction rate in the United States and all over the world, because I talk with people everywhere, is so high and can be really overused and is such a more challenging labor. And so to have acupuncture just so gently prepare the body and right. help the body itself for that birthing person to be get ready for labor is amazing. And I, I know another area that I refer all my clients to is babies that sometimes are breech or not in an optimal position. Could you talk about that a little bit? Yes. Yeah, so we do sort of two things. We can do some acupuncture. The thing that I usually give to women to do on their own is what's called a moxibustion. And it's basically a stick that has herbs in it. And it's a warming method. So there's a particular point that what we call is empirical. It just works for this particular thing in moving the baby around. And it's at the end of the, the pinky toe. So we just have them use the moxa stick over that point. And often can help, yeah, turn the baby around and then the baby is head down now and in place. And then they don't have to go through other methods like external version, which is a way I actually had that myself, turning the baby around sort of exteriorly, right? The, the, there's a hand manipulation of that, which sometimes works too. But, you know, if you can just push the body a little bit to do it on its own, then you don't, you don't need that. And then you don't also have to have a cesarean, <laughs> you know, if the babies, unfortunately, most practices are not doing breech births here in the United States anymore. I mean, there might be a few. When I had my son, he was breech and I was doing all those methods, but he was just tucked in there and he didn't, he didn't really want to move. I, I, I had two external versions and he just bounced back. So I ended up having cesarean, which is not what I wanted, but happily he came out well. But yeah, there's just, on the other end, many women don't need to have to go through that. They can just do this method and it, and it works. So it usually works when you start at about 36 weeks. And then you, once, if the baby has turned around after, well, you usually have the woman do it for about 10 days, then, then you stop once the baby's turned around. And they can usually tell because it'll happen. They'll feel it. Or of course, they can go and get the doctor will verify just usually from their hands on the baby, on on the mom's tummy, they can tell the baby's shifted. So, yeah. Thank you so much, too, for sharing a little bit of your experience, right? And yeah. cesarean birth, sometimes we never know what's asked of us. And yeah, I hope it still was a positive, gentle 
cesarean for you. Now, for people that are listening that might be pregnant, when would you recommend they engage with you or a local acupuncturist? When do they begin in pregnancy? I, I have them beginning right from the beginning. <laughs> Then as they find out they're pregnant, some come to me a little bit later, but they could stay through the whole pregnancy. I particularly, so I work with women who have many times fertility issues. So I ask them to stay with me at least through the first trimester, which is 12 weeks, because that's sort of the uh, fragile kind of time when we want to make sure that pregnancy is going to move through. That doesn't mean there can't be other times when, when that there's concerns, but then a lot of times they want to just stay with me through the whole thing because they feel good, they you know about it. They makes them feel good. Um, it makes them feel secure and it keeps them calm. I would say that's really you know keeping the nervous system calm. And then they can then after twelve weeks, I usually say you can come every other week. And then at the end, if they need a little push, like I was saying about inducing that, not every woman needs that. So that's it could be full cycle of going through the whole pregnancy. It depends what's happening too. They might feel comfortable after 12 weeks just saying, I'm good. So it just depends. Thank you. And I know you also talk about using acupressure in labor. And I know you kind of blend that, right? As a doula and an acupuncturist. What can you tell us about that? So most of the hospitals, I, I don't know what it's like in New Jersey, but I think most of the United States, I cannot go into a hospital and use acupuncture needles because I'm not considered a staff member and it's considered an invasive type of therapy, but I can certainly use acupressure. And I know a lot of doulas know some of these points and it's just so helpful for women getting through the labor, each contraction, just moment by moment, helping them by doing points. And I often engage the partner uh, to help. So I'll be on like on one side of the mom and then, and the par partner will be on the other. Hip squeezes, of course, we know about, but there's very specific points that really, really help. One on the shoulder and one on the hand that I use a lot. Some points on the lower ankle area are also helpful. And it, it's just amazing how it just really helps the mom get through those contractions a lot easier to sustain longer time period of being able to get through those contractions. So they may be able to dilate a little bit further before asking for that epidural. So it's it's just, again, to try to get the mom to, to do as much naturally without the medical intervention as possible. Yeah. Can you just name the points? I know as doulas, uh, we love to use so these. The one that's really at the top of the shoulder is gallbladder 21. And the other one is at your thumb, between your thumb and your forefinger. And there's a little puffy part there. And that's large intestine four. So generally, I'll be on one side, yes, hitting the shoulder and the, and the, the, the hand, and the partner will do the other. Some other ones are like lean six, which is about three fingers up from the inner ankle bone. Okay. So if you, if you put your finger, fingers next to that and then go up a little bit, that's, that's another really good point for that. And then I, I, sometimes I just rub here, which is yin tongue, because it's a calming point for mom. And I use essential oils too for that. So they usually love lavender, sometimes peppermint, some, maybe some combination oils. I use the young living oils a lot of the time for that. And I just carry them with me while I'm walking around with her wherever she is in her 
in at home or in the hospital. So um, most women really like that. It's it's, it's also a it's a, an energetic thing too. It also takes them into a different realm when you're smelling something and. Again, it calms your spirit down or, or maybe you need a little livening up. So you might need a little citrus or some other smell to just kind of keep you going. Cause there's a whole thing about yeah, as endurance with birthing. And so you want to help mom keep her energy up as much as possible. And thanks for describing the points. Cause for those that are listening, hopefully you'll have a doula that will know these, but <laughs> yeah, also really good to research them yourself. Right. And. I want to talk to postpartum. I think that gets overlooked so much, right? Yes. At such a time of so many changes going on within the body and emotions and integrating a baby. How do you use acupuncture in that postpartum time? Yeah. So that can be really helpful for mom, for her energy, because she's lost what we consider chi and blood, chi being energy and blood. And then, of course, she's having to continue to stay fortified if she decides to breastfeed. So she has to keep her calories up and to help with the milk coming in. So it could be helpful for that. So energy, milk, pain management, if there is any issues with that after birth, which we know can happen with the vaginal area being sore, especially with an episiotomy, hopefully not, but sometimes it happens. So it can be helpful for all those things. I actually just put together a really nice package for women to take to have five treatments. They could come to me or I can go to the home and provide the acupuncture. And I, I do a couple other things. I, I check in, in with them, of course, emotionally, checking in to see with uh, how is the breastfeeding going. I help them a little bit with that, but to get started both at the hospital and then at home to see if there's issues. For me, I generally bring in somebody like either a lactation consultant or a postpartum doula who could help with the breastfeeding just to get in more of a rhythm and the mom getting baby latched on because there are sometimes some latching issues, which is, is very common really, but it can be readily remedied with the correct instruction. So that's part of it. The acupuncture really can help uh, the woman sort of like get back on track with her energy because of course you're not sleeping as much, can help her sleep better. So I also offer a little bit of nutritional counseling, like about 20 minutes of that as part of this package that I'm talking about. But I do nutritional counseling anyway, no matter whether it's postpartum or trying to get pregnant or while you're pregnant, what are you eating? How are you keeping yourself fortified? So that's that's one thing. And then I also provide some sits bath little packets for them because sometimes you're really sore down there. So you need something to kind of help alleviate that. So I found I think it's Earth Mama is the one of the ones that I have their sits bath. So that's really just an additional thing. And then just following up with them to make sure that everything is okay, because sometimes it's not okay. And I wish I'd had more support. I didn't know anything about doulas or any of that. And it's particularly in my situation. My son was, like I said, was born breached, but he also had hip dysplasia, which the hips were not fully formed in the socket. So he had to wear a brace. So I was having a real challenge trying to breastfeed him that way. But it would, I had a lactation consultant, but it, it, it wasn't enough. I think I needed somebody there, like a probably a postpartum doula would have been helpful. I actually talk about that in the book. But the, there's in my book also a resource right here. And I don't know if you have it in New Jersey, but we have a really good postpartum resource here on Long Island for women who are suffering with mental issues, like they're feeling postpartum depression or they're just feeling 
really wiped out and, and tired. And depression is a real thing. And that is something that should be discussed more, no matter what level it's at. I mean, whether it's a small amount or really serious, should be really looked at. And I'm not sure if doctors have enough training in knowing when that's happening. I'm hoping that when they're speaking, when the woman's coming in with the baby, there's sort of that more focus on the baby, but there really should be still focus on the mom. So I, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for bringing that up because we always say when you're feeling down, you need to speak up. And our postpartum doula trainings that I do and others do are really focused a lot on postpartum mood and anxiety disorders because it is a lot higher than I think the public has been aware of. And there is great support kind of all over now. That's that's the good news. Now, you mentioned your book, and I love it, Unleash Your Inner Goddess, How to Experience an Empowering Pregnancy, Labor, and Birth. What else can you add to the discussion? We've talked about acupuncture. What are your other tips from your well, book? So what I what I did in the book was I joined it with the idea of in mythology and these archetypes of women as goddesses and their attributes and how I've seen certain women in, particularly when I was supporting women as a doula, how they really became empowered or maybe they struggle a little bit, but they really got through. And no matter whether it was hard or easy, their fortitude in getting through birthing. I know your whole thing is about being very pleasurable, but I don't see that always happening in a hospital situation because there's just so much medical intervention going on. So that's what I wanted to bring to it was having women have the confidence to know in themselves that they can birth and they can do it in a really good way. So I brought in some of these goddess archetypes. And so I I talk about a couple of them related to the women who I supported, like I said, and then other women, women who are in our society today, like I talk a little bit about the Me Too movement with Charana Burke and some other people, just as examples of the different types of goddesses. And then I bring in how they can make themselves feel more empowered with education as far as what questions do you ask which particular kinds of doctors. So whether it's a midwife, an OBGYN, I explain what their educational backgrounds are and what questions you can ask them. Fertility doctors. Also explaining a little bit about some of the medical procedures so they have an understanding of what to expect. And then also on the other end of the Chinese medicine and how that can really help them, like we pretty much discussed that, how nutrition can help them. Meditation, um, how I do those things to help myself when I am, you know, going to be a practitioner providing my energy to give to someone while I'm doing the acupuncture or whatever else I'm doing. So it's all encompassing to make it a most holistic experiences they can have. And again, educating them that first of all, they don't have to do birthing alone. We have a very fractured society now, so it's not like it used to be where you'd have your mothers, sisters, aunts, grandmothers around you kind of giving you that confidence to birth and it being a natural thing. So now we kind of have to like re-educate women on it's okay, you can do this. Because I have encountered in many instances women who just were confident that they could do it, you know, whether even in pregnancy, they were confident about being pregnant, confident about actually doing labor, 
and unfortunately saw some women who were in the hospital extremely fearful. And that unfortunately just shuts everything down and is not going to allow for a better birthing experience. So that that's really what my passion was in seeing that let's give women a lift. And as much as we're, we're tied to the medical system, let's do as much as we can to make it a better experience for the woman. Because there's, I think, trying to get that where there's a consciousness for women to say, you know what, I can do this and I can be in control and I can ask certain questions and I can also have hospital rights. I can know what I don't want to do, what I can do, what I can refuse, knowing what the, some consequences are if you do refuse treatment, particularly in hospitals I'm talking about. But there's no reason why you can't ask those questions and not feel empowered to do that. So. Fantastic. You cover so much in your book and One of the things I'm thinking, I love the different goddess archetypes. And you said that you kind of share like stories and how that relates. Is there a story Mm -hmm. that you could share with us today about that? Yeah, I mean, there are are really two women who I, I kind of put in that, in two different goddess types. And so one, she was a more, I would say mature mom. She had had a her first child many years ago. And so this was another child she was having 10 years later. She was in her late 30s, but she was, she was confident. She was, because of course she'd experienced it once before, so it's a little bit easier with that scenario. But she, to me, was a, a kind of like an Aphrodite because she was fully in her womanhood, feeling confident. You know, obviously she, well, in her case, she didn't have issues with fertility. But she was very much focused. I mean, she knew what to do. She was counting her in between times of contractions. She was doing that all the way. I met her at the hospital. I ended up not going to her home because she went into labor fairly rapidly. She had a pretty, fairly quick, I would say she had about an eight hour labor. So that was pretty quick. So she, yeah, she was, I just was very, and it was one of my first private doula experiences. So it was a really great experience for me. And she also had a midwife, a much older midwife experience. And this woman actually had issues with rather large fibroids. I didn't know that at the time until I kind of got into the hospital, but she was going to have this baby vaginally, like no matter what. And I just worked with her and she, and her and her husband. And the reason she wanted me was because her husband is from an African culture where they don't really have the men present while women are birthing. So she wanted me there. This was a second husband. So that changed a little bit because the midwife actually got him involved and, and he was doing it. He was helping with hip squeezes and some acupressure points and, and he was fine with it. And it was just, that's what it's all about, like working as a team. And she had a, a beautiful birth and she just was really thankful that there was an additional person there. So, but she was more in her power, I would say. She was somebody who was fully invested in it and fully confident that she could do it. So I think that's a, a testament to no matter whether you're first getting pregnant or she has this pregnancy 10 years later, you know, um, that still can be a little bit of a struggle, but it wasn't really for her. She just was so confident and in her power. So I, I really a- appreciated that and was really amazed by it. Thank you so much, Sharon. It makes me think we need to say to everyone listening, you know, what goddess are you? It's great to bring that analogy together. I'd love for people to 
tag us on social with your thought about this. And I know that people listening are probably saying, how can they get in touch with you? Can you share about how people can find you? And I know I think you have a special gift too. Yes. So today I'm offering for whoever wants to get to me first, we'll have a 15-minute free consultation on phone. And you can also get me online. So I'll give you my information. I am located in Westbury on Long Island. I'm in central Nassau. My number is 516-410-4297. And my website address is healthyhealingli.com. You could reach me at my email, which is also healthyhealing12 at gmail.com. And also you, I think you see my book, oops, in the background over here, but I just give you a quick. So that's what my book looks like. And you can find it on Amazon and it's, it's reasonably priced. It's both paperback and Kindle. And I, I hope you will check me out. So thank you very much for this opportunity, Deborah. Thank you, Sharon, for joining us. Thank you, everyone. We would love to hear your comments and feedback. And we thank you for joining us today on our Orgasmic Birth Podcast. And for listeners, we hope you'll subscribe so that you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. And I look forward to seeing you again on the next episode of the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to learn more about pleasure in birth parenting and birth work, visit orgasmicbirth.com forward slash more for my free gifts. And please leave a review about your experience. Reviews help us to reach more people and please subscribe.